0: Today is uh, today is uh, October 16, 2020 at 8 a.m. in the morning. I'm back on the podcast because I've been off the air researching. Uh, I've been researching all the evidence you need uh, to investigate these crimes that are, Americans are dying from satellite weapons, electronic harassment, uh, energy, energy, energy rays. Okay, uh, do you you remember me talking about, a while back, I was talking about Dr. Robert Duncan, Karen Milton Stewart, Richard Lighthouse. Well, uh, I'm going to cover just a little bit of information you may want to look at. Uh, If you go on YouTube, I want to thank YouTube specifically for allowing us to broadcast and, and publish evidence that the government and media is hiding. Okay? And the media, I can understand that. You know when they're twisting your arm not to say things and you're paid by the feds to uh cover up crimes that are that are caused to humanity that that, that, are, that are that are brought upon to humanity by the federal government and I can understand that you know uh that's just the nature of the beast uh when they're bribing technically they're bribing uh the news media to to uh not publish true crimes and uh so uh but anyway, I want to thank YouTube for that if you go into YouTube and type in Dr Michael Hofer. Uh, Type in Dr. Michael Hoffer. Okay. You're going to see several pieces of information. The one I want you to focus on, on Dr. Michael Hoffer, is going to be where he was treating the U.S. diplomats. Okay. He was treating the U.S. diplomats uh, from uh, the uh, exotic space weapons. Okay. And it was published uh, back on... Uh, December 12, twenty eighteen, which is almost a year ago, almost two years ago. Uh, the the video on YouTube is class is, is 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 classified or is documented as doctors who first saw U.S. diplomats hurt in Cuba say symptoms cannot be faked. It was published by, published by NBC News. It's got over three thousand six hundred fifty views, forty two likes and one not like. Okay, that's probably the guy that worked for the CIA, FBI, or NSA. He, he doesn't like it. It says, Dr. Michael Hoffer, the University of Miami, and Carrie Balaban, PhD of the University of Pittsburgh, present their findings on U.S. diplomats hurt in Cuba during a news conference in Miami. The findings are being released in a new study in the Medical Journal of Laryngoscope Investigative. Okay? Uh, big news, big, big information published by NBC News. Okay? I'm going to let you hear that clip for just a minute, and it's going to be about two minutes long. This is Dr. Michael Hoffer. Here we go.
1: In February, I got an interesting phone call, and the phone call was, this is the State Department, we have a problem. And the individual... On Once the, again. In February of 2017, I got an interesting phone call, and the phone call was, this is the State Department, we have a problem. And the individual on the phone told me about an a individual in Havana who uh, had heard odd noises, had felt some pain in his ear, and had ringing in his ear and the next morning was dizzy and confused and what we found and we're going to describe today is objective evidence of balance disorders that affect the gravity organs and unique cognitive dysfunction so we would tell the individuals that you were affected by something and now you're showing these objective signs we would only say with the objective signs you're you have you have a inner ear gravity organ disorder, you have some cognitive disorders. We don't know what caused it. We just know that now you're showing these signs and you weren't showing them before. And intervening, there was this noise or pressure. We don't know where the injury is. We definitely know there's an injury in the inner ear, right at the area where the gravity organs are. That problem, as Dr. Snap explained, can, can put you in a state where where if you don't know what your way up is, by the way, you're, it's hard to do everything else in your life. So that problem alone can't account for cognitive issues, but there are, and there are common circuits. But there could easily be an injury in the brain. We just don't know that. There's the possibility of um, a directed energy
2: exposure to these people, which has been mentioned widely, as we all know, in the popular press. Directed energy is basically what we say it is. It's some direction of, it's some energy in some form, pointed, focused on an object or on a person. The energy may be acoustic, pressure waves. You've probably heard of LRAD devices, devices they've discussed in the press. So ultrasound is one mode that can be used for this. We also can have radio frequency. We could have microwave. We could have light. Lasers are an example of it. I'm going through these just as examples. I'm agnostic as to what may have happened. I don't, I'll don't. i tell you right off. I
0: don't know. Okay. So there you are, folks. I mean, that is key information that uh, we are under attack by satellite weapons. Okay. So with all that information, I went into... Uh, into the uh, doctor, I went to Dr. Michael Hoffer's office uh, over at the Uni- Miami uh, uh, University of Miami Health Systems, and I contacted his office to see if he was taking patients in relations to targeted individuals, and he is. Dr. Michael Hoffer is seeing targeted individuals. The only problem with this is that you have to drive where. You have to fly down to Miami, okay, to see Dr. Michael Hoffer, okay, and he is over at 1120 Northwest 14th Street, Floor 5, Miami, Florida, 33136, okay. Dr. Michael Hoffer is accepting patients as of last year, okay, okay. He clarified that to me. His office did. Okay, the people that work for Dr. Michael Hoffer, who assist Dr. Michael Hoffer, uh, basically stated that, in fact, we are treating Americans who are being targeted in this country. And like I said, the only problem is that you have to fly to Miami. Now, Dr. Michael Hoffer is an auto-laryngology. He's a professor of art, otolaryngology, okay? And with that in mind, I mean, there are several of those doctors that are well as just as qualified as Dr. Michael Hoffer to take Americans. But the fact is, is that Dr. Michael Hoffer was hired by the State Department to treat Americans being attacked with exotic space weapons. They gave him the privilege to investigate this. He came up with a solution, Okay those two doctors so because of that that makes him an expert witness into all this is going that is going on among americans the satellite weapons exotic weapons microwave weapons all this all this is becoming to becoming to make sense dr robert duncan Karen milton Stewart. uh Richard Lighthouse, uh, Kirk Wiebe, William Biney, all those whistleblowers that work for the NSA, the CIA, uh, who are professional experts, you know, and I want to go back and I want to cover something, because I I gave you this video a while back, if you remember, and I'm going to let you hear the video of Dr. Robert Duncan, this video was, I think this video was made back in 2001, I believe, but I want you to hear that, what he's saying, what he's, what he told the governor of Minnesota, the ex-Navy SEAL, Jesse Ventura. Okay, and I want to let you hear that clip because I want you to understand that Dr. Robert Duncan is a true hero. He blew the whistle on all this. Okay, so you know, with with all this evidence and stuff, it, it clarifies and it validates the complaints of American people. You know, Dr. Michael Hofford treating the American diplomats, Dr. Michael Hofford taking American patients here in America. You know, we are being targeted, we are being harassed by electronic harassment, and the government is failing to write policy, they're failing to write constitutional law, okay? And when you do that, you're almost aiding and abetting a crime, okay? So uh, we're going to discuss, I'm going to let you hear uh, the uh, the video of Dr. Robert Duncan and Governor Jesse Ventura, Okay? Uh, governor Jesse Ventura is an ex Navy SEAL. Governor Jesse Ventura is also uh, a governor from the uh, from from the state of of, uh, of uh, Minnesota. So these two people are very qualified individuals. They're not idiots, you know. They have qualifications to be in their positions as governors and as a CIA operative, you know. So, with that in mind, um, it's evident that we are being targeted and tracked with satellite weapons, okay? And the facts are this, if a CIA operative blows the whistle on Americans being targeted, then why is it that, in fact, why is it, in fact, that the government's not doing anything about it, okay? Okay? And it all boils down to this, folks. When as, when as uh, American uh, professionals who work for the government, who work for the uh, Congressional uh, Intelligence Committee, they go and they see all this information about how the government manipulating these weapons to fund uh, illegal programs, to make money in the medical industry to speed up the process of killing Americans and and trying to accelerate the stocks and funds and markets by killing Americans. So basically what they're doing, folks, is that, hey, you are John Doe. John Doe works for the government. He works in the Intelligence Committee. He knows how these weapons operate. Okay? So having that knowledge... You go out there and you move your stock market into Raytheon, into L3 Harris, who are making these weapons to use against Americans. You know that information. It's against the law. So you invest your money into these corporations while they're giving you, while they are, uh, you know, while you're not being touched, while all the Americans are dying. You're not being touched. You're you're playing bingo and moving your money around the stock market with, with intelligence inside the White House. While Americans are dying. You know. So it's just an inside job. By the political donkeys in there. That have information. To how this is working. And nobody's doing anything about this folks. Okay. That's why we have whistleblowers. And uh. Dr. Robert Duncan has got some books out there. I I, I couldn't find a video because they, they, they shut it down. I'm sorry. They shut down the video. But I do have his books. Uh. And we do have uh, clips to that, and uh, we're going to find that here in just a minute. Let me just uh, get more information here. Uh, it's hard because uh, because uh, here here we go. Here, let me let you hear the clips in this video here. Here we go.
3: And the brain invaders conspiracy. Doctor Robert Duncan
2: put together the technology that allows.
0: Okay. This video I was trying to find, and I did find it. It's Dr. Robert Duncan, Jesse Ventura interview interview with Dr. Robert Duncan. And it talks about that Dr. Robert Duncan knows about the Americans being tortured with satellite weapons. And I want you to hear the video. Let let me let you hear the video. I'm gonna rewind it here just a minute. Here we go. Here we go. It's gonna start. Dr. Robert Duncan
2: put together the technology that allows the government to transmit thoughts and voices into the heads of Americans.
4: Dr. Robert Duncan. First question for you. What's negative about what you've done? Uh, I've empowered the dark side by some of my work. And what do you mean? by that. technology is neutral it, right. it can be used for good or, evil. good or evil i've worked on projects for the cia justice department department of defense was is this the stuff voices in the head and things like that yes we've run into a few people that claim they got voices in their heads they sleep inside tinfoil boxes they do a lot of crazy things it seems but when they talk to us they seem totally normal they seem totally sane are these people crazy, or is the government doing this to them? The the government's doing this to them.
0: Okay, not- so there you go, and I'm gonna let you rewind it. He said the government is doing this to them. I'm gonna rewind it here so you can hear it. Here we go.
4: To them. He's not even. People pray. Government doing this to them. The the government's doing this to them.
0: Here we go. Or is the government doing
4: this to them? The the government's doing this to them.
0: People Here we go. These people crazy, or is
4: the government doing this to them? The the government's doing this to them.
0: he's not. Here even you go, folks. To hide it.
4: They're called Voice of God weapons. So you know for a fact that these weapons that you worked on, they're being used domestically today? Absolutely. You have to remember the CIA has a long history of experimenting on our citizens from right. LSD Sure. Okay, we're talking here like going back to MK Ultra and all that in the 60s and 70s, but we were told all that stopped. Is that untrue? Untrue. These programs continue under new names, new budgets. It's the ultimate weapon. Are there citizens of this country that are being abused with this technology? Worse than abuse, that's a light word. They are being tortured.
0: Okay, let's go back. Did you hear that? He asked, are there citizens of this country that are being abused with these weapons? That's the, that's a question to Dr. Robert Duncan from Jesse Ventura, and I'm going to let you hear that again. Here we go
4: citizens of this country that are being abused with this technology worse than abuse that's a light word they're being tortured
0: there you go folks so the targeted individuals aren't
4: crazy after all okay doctor to deliver this how do they get into your head I've heard of these Gwen Towers, they allegedly were used before and now they claim that they're not used for anything. They do match up with the properties and necessary capabilities. They easily could be broadcasting across the country messages to people and causing them extreme pain. That's part of the whole world domination strategy, control the population from subconsciously to consciously. And now we've got a motive, controlling dissenters, controlling the world, controlling you and me. Who are the controllers? I mean, is that our president, the Federal Reserve? No. So these are people within our government, at a certain level, making these decisions, and they're not necessarily our president or our elected officials. That's exactly right. Wow, that makes it even more difficult because they can't be removed. They can't be removed and they're difficult to find. They, they hide in the dark crevices of the You worked for these people. You worked on this. You helped to develop it. I was naive. I did not know how the technologies were going to be put together and the ultimate weapon created you're not still working for it. no you're unequivocally looking me right in the eye right now and you're telling me you have no more to do with this and that you're out to expose it that's correct sir with your background and what you know can you give us a hint on what we ought to do no no is it too late i actually believe it's too late So what you're telling me, every one of us should be in fear of this because every one of us at some point will be targeted? The technology's advanced that far.
3: One of the men behind the technology
5: admits he created a monster, an experiment in control, gone out of control. And what's worse, there's no
2: telling how far it will go or if it can ever be stopped.
0: Okay, so basically what we have there, folks, and like I said, um, we, we just have some evidence. We have a testimony. We have a, a testimony of an expert witness, Dr. Robert Duncan. <clears throat> so as a whistleblower for the federal government, should you be subpoenaed to court? And what questions do you ask Dr. Robert Duncan, this CIA agent who blew the whistle on the CIA? What would you ask Dr. Robert Duncan if he was sitting in court right now in, in a trial? What questions would you ask? Okay, one of them would be: How long have you been uh, attacking Americans with satellite weapons and the trying to harassment? Where's the blueprints to these satellite weapons and the trying to harassment devices? Who invested in these devices? Uh, where? Who are the investors in investing into these devices? Um. When you first discovered the fact that Americans were being tortured, why didn't you complain about it at that point in time if you knew attacking Americans was wrong? Those are just some of the questions and ideas that courtrooms should be able to ask these whistleblowers, especially when Americans are dying. Americans are dying by the increased rate. Okay? And Dr. Robert Duncan has a key piece of evidence, and he should be summoned to court. You know, these are crimes committed against our country. It's treason. When you're using war weapons from America's war chest against your own people, it's treason. So, there you go. You have the CIA saying that, yes, we are being tortured as Americans. And you have Dr. Robert Duncan treating the targeted individual that's tortured by these weapons. Okay? We know that for a fact already. All right? Dr. Robert Duncan validates Dr. Hoffer's treatment to Americans, the U.S. diplomats, in Cuba and in America. He validates that. Okay? Um, it's scary that you have the CIA, who which is an intelligence agency from the federal government to protect Americans from terrorists. But you have his whistleblower here complain about this, and then the FBI doesn't recognize it. When you call the FBI... The FBI doesn't want to hear it. Go see your psychologist. Go call the police. The local police department ain't going to investigate this. It's the FBI's duty. As federal police officers. To contact the CIA. To question Dr. Robert Duncan. And to question other people. Who blew the whistle and all this. Don't just stand there and ignore that. Okay. Key pieces of information. Just hard facts. I want to go back to 2001. In 2001, we had a uh, congressman from the state of Ohio, Congressman Dennis Kucinich. He was a Democrat congressman from the state of Ohio. What did Dennis Kucinich know about space preservation? What did he know about space weapons? Okay. In 2001, Congressman Dennis Kucinich, the the Democrat from Ohio, Introduced in October second, two thousand one, the Space Preservation Act of two thousand one. Okay, and it basically was a, a a a bill to the to the government body to stop using weapons against Americans, manufacturing them, produ- producing them, deployment up these weapons, and it was a, it was directed to the president. Okay. But who was the president in 2001? Who was the president in 2001? And so we have to go back and look at the president that was in office in 2001. George W. Bush. What did George Bush know about space weapons and attacking Americans? And why did he stop that? Why didn't he say, you know what, Ksenis, uh, Dennis Kucinich, your congressman? You're right. Let's put it, Let's put this, Let's protect Americans. Let's at least protect the American people. Even though we know these crimes are going on, let's protect the American people. Let's pass this passes bill. So if anything happens, I'm not liable as a president. So if anything happens, uh, Congressman Kucinich is not liable as a congressman. So do you see what I mean? People are idiots. Put the ball in play. Let it happen, and when, it, when, it, when, they, when they're caught, report it. But what do these two people do? Well, Dennis Kucinich wrote the bill to protect us, and George W. Bush probably vetoed it or denied it. But not, not, not only George W. Bush, there was other people involved in this. Those people should be investigated because you have the right as a, as a government body to sit down and look at these bills. Okay? And if these bills were so important to the American people that it was going to cause harm and danger to the American people, why didn't you sit there and write and, and pass this bill? And you have to scratch your head on this because if people don't pass the bill to protect Americans from crime and terrorism, then you're aiding and abetting this crime and you're investing your money in these crimes. That's the problem here, folks. Okay? In 2001, I'm going to say it again. H.R. 2977-Space Preservation Act of 2001 was attempted to be passed by the representative Kucinich Dennis from Ohio. And it was denied. And the problem we are facing today pertains to that. Who is liable? Dennis Kucinich or George W. Bush? Along with the other people who denied this bill. Okay. Um, it's just scary that we have legislative bodies who knew, who knew about this and they're probably not in office anymore because they were only holding a short term. That's why, that's why I'm saying, you know, this is ridiculous folks. If you're in office and you pass these bills up, you know, you should not come back for another four years. You know, there should be a limit on congressmen and senators. Bottom line. If you have a bill passed to your desk and you fail to do your job, you fail to protect the American people, you should not be holding office as a senator or a congressman. There should be time limits. If you do a good job, your people will continue to pass the next four years for you to be in office. But it should be a four-year term limit for everybody. If it is for a president, it should be for a congressman and it should be for a senator. Bottom line. Now, those are just facts, folks. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, it's it's the facts. And it's negligence. It's negligence with malice because people are dying of these weapons. Okay? You have the CIA, Dr. Robert Duncan, validating Dr. Michael Hoffer's treatment on targeted individuals. And it's killing Americans. It's negligence with malice with the intent to harm and kill Americans at the eyes of the FBI when, in fact... The CIA blew the whistle on this. Not just the CIA. You're going to hear the testimony of. Karen Milton Stewart. Who is an NSA whistleblower. Okay. To validate Dr. Robert Duncan's. Whistleblowing. Here we go. This is Karen Milton Stewart. The National Security. Agency. Agent. Who blew the whistle. On. On. Targeted individuals. Okay. Um, I I, I can't give you more information than that, folks. I'm just giving you the facts on what is happening in society today and how Americans are being tortured at the eyes of our government and we're being ignored. Bottom line. Okay. Uh, Karen Milton Stewart is a, she's a hero. She is a uh, she is a truly an American legend for, for complaining about this. And I'm going to let you hear her complaint. She has that right. She is a a national security agency analyst. You can go on YouTube and type in Target Individual Conference 2017. What is it lie? Reading by TI activist Caramel Stewart. Okay. And in this video, you're going to hear karen express her concerns for targeted individual in electronic harassment okay here you go this is karen speaking
6: hello everyone this is karen stewart and i'm hoping that this conference goes very well and i do apologize that i cannot be there there are lots of things going on that i Um, that really just basically don't allow me to come, but I am so very sorry because I would love to have been there and I would like to have met so many of you, or if if not every one of you, in person that I've been speaking with for a while. So I hope to do that at some point in time. I hope to meet most of you in person. But I do ask your forgiveness that I could not attend this time. Now, instead of telling my story, which is, it's already out there, and frankly, I'm kind of sick of telling it, except that it does, at times, give us a open door so that other stories can come out. So, oh, my dog is nuzzling me. Okay, baby. But um, here's, <laughs> he's going to lick me. All right. Um, hey, Dash. Okay. Nope, can't see him. All right. All right. There he is. You want to see? Okay. There you go, baby. All right. All right. Well, like I said, I'm kind of sick of my story. So I, what I thought I would do is read something to you called what is the lie, which I tell people more or less wrote itself. Okay. Well, I'm going to begin before my dog (laughs) disrupts me again. All right. Um, what is the lie? Thousands upon thousands of targeted individuals better described as falsely accused innocent people are being illegally used, human trafficked, as techno-chum to feed the growing voracious Orwellian police state through legalistic sleight of hand by Homeland Security. This ruse is really to not only bloat the number of perceived terrorists on the watch list to validate the hypergrowth of unnecessary security overlords, but also to provide unwilling, non-consensual human test subjects for draconian electronic or kinetic weaponry uh, manufacturers to use on them, as well as subjects for unwelcome, covert, invasive technologies Forced upon them secretly by complicit medical and high-tech companies that maim, torture, kill to gather data for presumably their stockholders or clients as to the efficacy of these Franken technologies. These techno-terrorists consider citizens' property, damaged or diseased citizens as gold mines and healthy citizens as worthless unless appropriated for use as guinea pigs. Victims who have been blindsided by this emergent godless capitalism and godless science predation in what will be known as the 21st century Dark Ages inevitably inevitably ponder what the lie could possibly be that is being told to induce neighbors, colleagues, service people, post office workers, utility workers, clergy, law enforcement nurses doctors dentists military emts family members et al to knowingly conspire to purposely do them grievous harm even unto death what has happened to these now counterfeit people the society to turn them into sneaky sociopathic sadists and avaricious and relentless mercenaries how has this complete devolution of humanity and civilization been accomplished under the noses of almost every country in the world, with no one noticing that civilization is now a complete facade ready to collapse at any moment into complete anarchy? How did humanity devolve into deriving economic sustenance, not from creativity, labor, and production, but from a secret predator versus prey society reminiscent of the Morlock and Eloy in H.G. Wells' Time Machine, where futuristic humanity had split into two factions, the subhuman subterranean beasts living underground out of the light of day, and the beautiful innocent Eloy living on the surface of the earth, who a hapless time traveler from the 19th century London stumbled upon in his travels. To his horror, he found that the Morlock were farming the Eloi, providing food while keeping them ignorant of how to sustain themselves, then violently harvesting several routinely to feed the homocarnivorous Morlock. Under the guise of Homeland Security, a.k.a. national security, this is being done with the world's population right now. Under the noses of the public, which is largely asleep, though many through self-induced denial, which can be quite aggressively expressed if challenged with facts. This rampant self-denial, this rabid normalcy bias of a dying society, which can be defined as the antithesis of the self-preservation instinct can manifest as insulting and belittling those trying to warn society of, e- or even portraying them as mad and dangerous and in need of being locked away to get them and their really inconvenient truth out of the public arena as quickly as possible. Those busy dancing on the deck of the Titanic refuse to acknowledge, must less heed, the voices crying in the wilderness, though they are increasingly in increasing in volume because they are indeed increasing in number, which signifies the spread of this cancer that ultimately endangers all. What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to help a rogue government illegally and unconstitutionally attack and destroy their innocent neighbors even with covert highly advanced weapons of war, directed energy weapons, sonic weapons, such as used in Cuba in 2017? What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to trample the Constitution, civil, and human rights of their innocent neighbors without cause, or that they, not being law enforcement, have any right to be involved at all? What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have the right to overtly or covertly watch
0: Follow, stop, or- <clears throat> Okay, so I'm going to stop there just a minute because she talks about the neighborhoods that we live in. Uh, these weapons are handed into the neighborhoods of Americans and veterans to be tortured. Your neighbor may be bribed into operating these symptoms, the symptom, these symptoms, these, uh, these weapons to use against you because you're an American veteran because you worked for the federal government. At one point in time, they want to retaliate against you. And retaliation is a crime. Um, And she goes on to continue to say about the neighborhoods and other ways of, of, of using these weapons. And they, they are using these weapons in our neighborhood. And what they're doing is that some of these corporations who have carte blanche access to all this are paying the neighbors to attack me, you, other veterans around the country. And it takes a brave heart of a neighbor to say, you know what? Let's this, this report this to a grand jury. This is not right. We're getting these weapons to use against other Americans. Let's report this to a grand jury or to a judge. Not to the police department. Not to the FBI. Because the FBI is corrupt already. They're using these weapons. So you walk into a federal courtroom and present it to a judge. Write a letter to him saying, hey, based on my honest opinion, I have given access to these weapons to use against my neighbor Against the God of against God's law to attack my neighbor with these weapons with the, with the consent of a federal agency. That judge will take that information. Either two things are gonna happen. That judge, who's being monitored and watched in the courtroom, will either take that information and write up a, an indictment or, or some kind of a jury to look at this. But To hold that information in as a neighbor in the neighborhoods is a crime. And they're they're, going to pay. I'm going to let you continue on. But it is is happening in neighborhoods.
6: Harass, Report on the daily lives of their innocent neighbors. What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to spread lies, gossip, false accusations, unfounded accusations, or libel about their innocent neighbors? What is the lie that would make Um, Decent people think that they have a right to vandalize the property, vehicles, personal effects, etc. of their innocent neighbors. What is the lie that would make supposed decent people think that they have a right to steal, maim, poison, gut, stab, shoot their beloved pets of their innocent neighbors? What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to break into the homes of their neighbors and destroy or steal personal items like photo albums, correspondence, irreplaceable souvenirs of the innocent neighbor's life in order to inflict as much emotional damage as possible? What is the lie? that would make supposed decent people think that they have a right to participate in coordinated aggressive driving attacks or staged accidents or hit and runs on their innocent neighbors, scaring, injuring, or killing them? What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to make false reports to law enforcement about their innocent neighbors anytime they can think of a false accusation? What is the lie that would make supposed decent people think that they have the right to make threatening phone calls or send threatening emails or letters to their innocent neighbors? What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to leave dead and decaying animals on the property of their innocent neighbors? What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to steal or destroy the postal mail, packages, parcels, registered letters, FOIA or FOIA responses, of their innocent neighbors with or without the help of postal workers or private delivery services? What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to use the personal information of their innocent neighbors to access their bank accounts or credit cards for personal gain? What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to poison the food or drink with toxins, mold, nanotech, or Morgellons of their innocent neighbors, either via break-ins or tampering or with the preparation of restaurant food? What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to overtly or covertly spray their innocent neighbors or their homes with poisons and noxious chemicals? What is the lie that would make supposedly decent people think that they have a right to use their professional skills and status as service industry personnel, such as car mechanics, plumbers, electricians, bank banking staff, or public servants, such as city local officials, to trample the rights of their innocent neighbors by purposely providing sometimes dangerously substandard or blatantly fraudulent services.
0: Okay, so if you want to listen to the rest of her testimony, type in Targeted Individual Conference 2017- what is a lie? Reading to be T.I. activist Karen Milt Stewart. Uh, the video that was made by her on October twenty third, 2017, uh, clarifies. Uh, it clarifies, and I'm going to read here what it says. It says, uh, it was written by Matthew Ahrens. Invited presentation by Karen Stewart shown at the first annual Unity and Hope Conference. This historic event was organized for target individuals and those concerned about the growing crimes of organized stock and electronic harassment. The conference was held from October 20, 20 to 20, the 20th to 22nd at the Mass Autobahn Blue Hills Trailside Museum, 1904 Canton Avenue, Milton, Massachusetts, 02186, USA. Event description from the conference website. Our goal is to bring together as many support groups, media shows, activism groups, and organizations of target individuals so we can work together and learn from each other and strategize and strategize and solutions to bring about changing and ending the suffering of hundreds of thousands of of victims nationwide. The number of people experiencing electronic harassment and gang stalking is growing exponentially daily. People Against Covert Torture and Surveillance Pact International estimates that there are currently 300,000 people being victimized by electronic magnetic weapons and neural weapons, often in combination with implants and covertly administered nanotechnology. Our hope is to come together to build, empower, and educate the community and technology resources and support as a unified front attempt to educate the public. As a result of this conference, we will be able to strategically fight for freedom and justice for the victims of targeted crimes. The goal of this conference is to unify all groups worldwide and provide a knowledge and understanding of the program and technology. We also encourage targeted individuals to bring friends and family to support to educate ones around them and vigil on the visible, invisible crimes being committed against them. Okay, that's 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 quite a bit, folks. That was Karen M. Stewart. She worked for the government. She worked for the National Security Agency. Okay. Uh This all validates Dr. Robert Duncan's complaint, his whistleblower. This all validates Dr. Michael Hoffer's. uh Treating of of targeted individuals. This all validates Congressman Dennis Kucinich's Space Preservation Act. It all validates it. In synchronizing order from 2001 to 2020. That's 19 years have gone by. Who has been in office? We've had several presidents. Let's start with Bill Clinton. We'll start with George Bush. We'll start with uh, uh, George Bush. There was Barack Obama. And now there's President Trump. Three presidents have gone by in these decades. And no one has done anything to save the American people. But Congressman Dennis Kucinich. And they're letting all this go by. People are dying. It's mis- negligence, folks, with malice. People are intentionally dying from these weapons. Okay? You know that already. You got two whistleblowers who blew the whistle on all this. One from the NSA... One from the CIA, you have a doctor, and then you have a congressman. Those are four expert witnesses that work for the government, that were doctors or congressmen. What more do you need, Mr. FBI agent? What more do you need, Mr. Department of Justice? Okay? And it's all making sense, folks. The reason why they're not going to do anything, folks, is because they're having too much fun using these weapons to manipulate our lives to cause false diagnosis. to be falsely imprisoned in mental institutions to write fraud for the psychologists or psychiatrists at they write prescription for you while well, you lay comatose in your bed and being tortured by these weapons it's fraud it's crime and the fbi is ignoring the facts these true facts that americans are being targeted and tortured With satellite weapons and electronic harassment. Okay, I'm gonna let you hear the testimony. One more, one, just one more expert witness here of uh, Richard Lighthouse. Richard Lighthouse worked for the for NASA. Okay, he is also an expert because he's worked in the field for almost uh, more more than twenty years, folks. But I'm gonna let you hear the testimony of Richard Lighthouse as he was interviewed by Doctor. Carrot. Catherine Horton, okay, and uh, you can find that on YouTube, type in Richard Lighthouse-Target dash Justice Update, stop 007, 7,703 views, streamlined on July 21st, 2019, okay, and I'm going to let you hear just brief of what his testimony is, here we go.
7: Hello and good evening everybody, I'm Dr. Catherine Horton and with me today is Richard Lighthouse from Targeted Justice, the large flat equity lawsuit in the United States. And he had some uh, good news and updates that I think that they were um, doing in the, car- um, the last couple of months. I also know that um, quite a few of you have contacted me and asked about Targeted Justice and how things are going. So I'm very pleased to have Richard here with me. Hello Richard.
2: Hi. Good afternoon, Catherine. I should say good evening. It's probably evening there. Thank, thank you for inviting me on.
7: Well, it's, it's my pleasure, Richard. Um, let's dive straight into it because you had uh, quite a few things that happened since our last interview, quite a few projects that you have started. I mean, my view is i just eager to hear You know how the platform is going and what, what the next steps are. Can you enlighten us?
2: Sure, sure. Uh, I. We, we've got several programs going with targeted justice right now and our, our membership has increased dramatically this year. And, um, I wanted to quickly touch on a couple of topics, uh, targeted justice has been overwhelmed with emails and membership requests and, and questions from all over the world. And, and we do have a backlog and we apologize for that. Um, I would say we are about a week behind right now. We, we have caught up, but then we'll get a big cycle again. And so we'll get behind a little bit, but I would say we're averaging about one week behind now. So I, again, we apologize for that. It's simply a, a much larger volume than, than we anticipated. And maybe that's good news, but uh, uh, please be patient. We, we are working on it. And we've, uh, we've got folks that are very aware of that issue and, and we work on it every day. So uh, please keep in touch. If you'd like to join our membership, uh, we encourage you to do so. It's free and uh, we will be issuing newsletter uh, on a regular basis. So, so look for that. Um, One of the, one of the most important topics that I want to touch on is our October protests. And that's coming up this October in Washington, DC. Um, You can sign up at targetedjustice.com. It's a four day event. Um, We encourage folks in the U.S. um, to get in touch with their congressmen and schedule a meeting. If you're coming from outside the United States, you can certainly join in the protest. We're going to be uh, we're going to be doing rallies at key points around Washington D.C., and we, we don't want to reveal those exact locations just yet for obvious reasons. But uh, the very first one we'll hold will be in front of the White House, and that'll be on uh, Saturday morning. So uh, we'll provide more details on that as we get closer. But uh, for the folks in the U.S. that want to attend, um, sign up at Target Justice and then the early bird registration is, is $30 and you can just mail in a check. So we encourage you to do that. We, we feel like this is going to be a very successful event and we'd sure like everyone to join us. So um, that's the first program we've got going. The second one we've got going is a call campaign and the call campaign this month is to call the White House. And if you go to whitehouse.gov, there is a email contact form and we encourage everyone to use that form um, we've also provided a number of email addresses, as well as a directory of the White House staff. Now, some of us have been able to get emails through, personal emails through, to the directory listings, and others have said that the emails have been rejected. So it's not clear to me um, uh, how, whether that's being blocked on the sender's end or on the recipient <laughs> end. But we have had a few personal emails get through to White House staff members, so that's encouraging. Um, the call campaign, we encourage you to fill out the form or call. There's two phone numbers that you can call the White House. One allows you to leave a message for the president, it just, just like you're leaving a voice message. And the other one is actually the switchboard, and you can get a live person, and you can talk to them and ask them questions. It's, it's actually – I did that once. and It was very encouraging. So, uh, they're very polite and they'll try to answer your questions, particularly if it's in regards to FOIA requests since we intend to file FOIA requests to make sure that our messages were actually received by the White House. That's very important. So if they, if they are being blocked then it will become very apparent between the FOIA request and the number of, um, uh, forms that we've actually submitted. So that will be helpful evidence at a later date. Um, Another important thing we've got going on right now is the mandamus petition. This is, this is critically important as giving us options for a lawsuit. Now, a mandamus petition, for those that aren't familiar with that, is, and, and these apply according to old British law, and, and the same uh, tradition was set in U.S. law, a mandamus petition is where you're forcing a government employee to do their job. Basically, that's what it is. And so we petitioned, we had 86 signatures here in Houston, where, where I'm located. We had 86 people sign the mandamus petition. And the U.S. Constitution gives uh, U.S. citizens what's called the right to, for redress. And so we are demanding to exercise that right for redress. And we're demanding that the local U.S. attorney, who is Ryan Patrick, he was appointed by President Trump and uh, we are insisting that they form a grand jury or impanel a grand jury to investigate our claims so in other words it's not up to the attorney to look at this and decide whether or not they they like it or, or or want to dismiss it that's not their choice their only choice is to submit it to a grand jury and allow the grand jury to investigate it so short of having done that then then number one they haven't done their job and number two it gives us grounds to sue them personally, so that's that's very important. So again, this is U.S. law, but there are in Europe there are, are similar laws that involve the mandamus uh, type act. So I encourage folks that are listening in Europe to look into that. There may be alternatives for you to do something similar. Um, so I encourage you to look on our tab that's called the Mandamus Petition if you'd like an update, and we've got a full list of signatures of folks that have signed that so uh that that's very encouraging um just a
7: second may i just show your website because i think people would be very keen uh to um to see um what they can do so people in the chat were asking um i could just switch the um switch the tabs so um this is um i think the right um contact. So this is whitehouse.gov forward slash contact. And as you said, there's a way to leave a message here. This is the one option you, you mentioned. And then you said there's um, there's a way to call them by phone. How do we get those contact details? Is that on that targeted is, justice?
2: It, 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 it is on whitehouse.gov. It's also on targeted justice under our call campaign. If you go okay. to the tab that says call campaign.
7: Oh, uh, here, that's the first tab.
2: That's it. Yeah. I and it's got the it. phone numbers for contacting, directly calling the White House. And you can leave a message for the president or, or the staff in general. There you go. That's it. Or you can call the switchboard. And, and in fact, you can call those numbers if you're located in Europe. So that's not limited to the United States. Oh, not frequently.
7: Happens. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: So to call that from Europe, I believe you would dial plus and zero one. And then the numbers that you see on the screen there.
7: Yeah, yeah. Or or on on our telephone, the 001 and then these numbers, yeah. That's excellent. I think this is something that people can do straight away. So people who are not signed up for the class action lawsuit in the United States can email you here. If they want to take part in the call campaign, they can call these numbers. And if they prefer to send an email or rather use the contact form, the contact details are here. And I've reached this page by going to targetedjustice.com, and then either forward slash call hyphen campaign, or you use the tab, and then this is the first option. Now you also mentioned the mendamus action. The link for that is down here.
0: Okay. So uh, basically, I gave you the information. Uh, Richard Lighthouse is truly an American hero. Okay. Uh, he, he is just. Uh, he is just giving us more information on the facts that we are being targeted. And he encourages you to to write the White House, to write the president, to leave a message, to call the White House and express to them that you're being targeted and tortured. Okay? Thank you and God bless. We know that within time, uh, this will all stop. It happened with with, uh, the Frank Church Committee in 1970. It should happen now. Thank you and God bless.
4: my well, so i can't
0: deny you know what you are you are sex bomb, sex bomb. Yeah, okay 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 let's 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 go ahead and go back into the second part of the podcast okay um so H.R. Two Nine Seven Seven Space Preservation Act of two thousand and one was passed. Was tried. Was attempted to be passed by, United States Congressman Dennis Kucinich back on October second, two thousand and one. <clears throat> What's the text of that bill? What did that bill say? Here it goes. The hundred seventh Congress, first session, H.R. Two Nine Seven Seven. To preserve the cooperative peaceful use of space for the benefit of all humankind by permanently prohibiting the basing of weapons in space by the United States and to require the president to take action to adopt and implement a world treaty banning space-based weapons. In the House of Representatives, October 2nd, 2001, Mr. Kucinich, Introduced the following bill, which was referred to the Committee on Science, in addition to the Committee on Armed Services and International Relations, for a period to be subsequently determined by the Speaker in each case for consideration of such provisions as fall within the jurisdiction of the Committee concerned. Okay? What, committee, what committees were involved in this back in 2001? The Committee on Science, Committees on Armed Services, and International Relations. Okay? Here goes the bill. To preserve the cooperative, peaceful uses of space for the benefit of all human mankind by permanently prohibiting the basing of weapons in space by the United States, and to require the President to take action to adopt and implement a world treaty banning space-based weapons, be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled. Section 1, the short title. This act may be cited as the Space Preservation Act of 2001. Section 2, the affirmation of policy and preservation of peace in space. Congress reaffirms the policy expressed in Section 102A of the National Aeronautics and Space Act of 1958, 42 U.S.C. 241 or 25, 2451A, stating that it is the policy of the United States that, that the activities in space should be devoted to peaceful purpose for the benefit of all mankind. Section 3 Permanent Ban on Basing of Weapons in Space. The President shall implement a permanent ban on space-based weapons of the United States and remove, the space and remove from space any existing space-based weapons of the United States, and immediately order the permanent termination of research and development, testing, manufacturing, production, and deployment of all space-based weapons of the United States and their components. Section 4, World Agreement Banning Space Weapons. The President shall direct United States Representatives to the United United Nations and other international organizations to immediately work toward negotiating, adopting, and implementing a world agreement banning space-based weapons. Section 5, the report. The President shall submit to Congress no later than 90 days after the date of the enactment of this act and every 90 days thereafter a report on the implementation of permanent ban on space-based weapons required by Section 3 and... Section 2, progress toward negotiating, adopting, and implementing the agreement described in Section 4. Section 6, non-space-based weapon activities. Nothing in this act may construe as prohibiting the use of funds for space exploration, space research research and development, testing, manufacturing, or production that is not related to space-based weapons or systems, or civil, commercial, or defense activities, including communication, navigation, surveillance, reconnaissance, early warning, remote sensing that are not related to space-based weapon systems. Okay? So, we know for a fact, okay, that this act back in 2001 was for the benefit of the American people. And it was to protect the American people from being tortured, from being slaughtered by satellite weapons, electronic harassment. Which is happening today right now. Now. If you go back to. 2001. We know Tr- uh, President George W. Bush was in office. But what about the presidents that are in line with this crime. That has been going on. That has not been stopped yet. Who was next in line as a president? Well. Let's talk about President Barack Obama. Okay. President Barack Obama. Developed the Presidential Bioethics Committee. Okay? In the committee, he hired a professional expert. Okay? And that expert, her duty was to take evidence from American people who were being attacked with satellite weapons and electronic harassment. Okay? Okay? The Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethical Issues was presented by President Barack Obama to hear the complaints of Americans. That's exactly what President Barack Obama did. He allowed Dr. Amy Gutman to sit and hear complaints of the American people who are being targeted, tracked, and tortured. Okay? So during the time President Barack Obama was in office. As a president, you have a duty to save the American people from being slaughtered and tortured by satellite weapons. Why didn't he do that, folks? Why didn't President Barack Obama write policy, write legislation, or assist in adopting legislation to ban space weapons used against Americans? After considering all the evidence that he accumulated by Dr. Amy Gutman, PhD Commission Chairman of the Presidential Commission for the Study of bioethics, bioethics Issue, Dr. Amy Gutman is a PhD doctor. Okay? She <laughs> is very qualified. To hear the testimony of Americans that are being killed, tortured, disabled and crippled for the benefit of the stock market, for the benefit of investors, for the benefit of congressmen, for the benefit of senators. But the question here is that why didn't he pass? Why Why didn't President Barack Obama write policy? Why didn't he stop all this while he was in office? Why didn't Joe Biden stop all this when they were in office? Okay, that's the question you have to ask Joe Biden. he's running for president. Why don't you ask him? You know and uh this uh this commission was heard, and a lot of people that were qualified to speak on this, and I'm gonna let you hear the complaints of people who were talking to Dr. Amy Gutman as uh they were testifying. Uh, that in oh, fact in in, in yeah. fact, in fact, they were being targeted. i'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you listen to, to all of it, but I want you to listen to the facts that in fact, Americans are being targeted and tortured. and it was through uh, it was through the uh, through the time of of the time that Barack Obama was in office, okay? Uh, Amy Gutman is going to be taking the complaints. Uh, you can open up. You can open up YouTube. Type in targeted individuals plus Dr. John Hall testifying the Presidential Commission on Biologics Committee MK Ultra. Okay, I'm gonna let you hear a little bit of clips of that, and, and that way we can understand what's going on. Here we go.
8: the time for anybody in the audience to make a comment raise a question uh we should we're going to not break and move right into public comments and so there is a roving microphone um somebody who has the mic can i see who has the microphone okay can you so people don't have to crawl over each other i can't hear you Yeah. And if you would keep keep your comments brief, I would be very appreciative, because if you don't, I'm afraid I have to make time for others. So he's going to keep the timer. Oh, you mean to move it up? Uh, Okay. Just give us one moment, please.
6: Sending a finite Yeah, I think they are. It's
8: good idea. Yeah. I had heard. What is it, two minutes? One and a half minutes. Okay. We've been timing, keeping all of our speakers to time, too, and that's the apparatus. Pardon?
6: Um, If I can clarify, we had a number of people who asked to speak, and we had a public sign-in at the front table as we communicated throughout the past few weeks with people who asked to speak. Consequently, to all of you wonderful people in line, I am sorry to say I'm going to go in order of this list, so everybody could actually just sit down, please, and I will call the list, and I will bring this to you,
9: okay? Thank you so much.
8: 20 people. Please, Val, start, and and I ask each person after Val calls you and you come up, if you could just introduce yourself to us, we would be very appreciative of that. Thank you.
9: Wonderful. Um, So the first person I have is Michael S. Perfect.
6: Thank you so much.
9: Uh, my name is Michael Shanifel. I'm from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, um, uh, the question that I brought to the board is that uh, in 2000 I was approached by an ex-Navy sub-diver uh, and uh, he brought to my attention the use of an auditory weapon that he stole from the United States Navy. Yeah. He told me about this weapon that he stole from the Navy. And he told me how the weapon would affect the central nervous system of a human, and he wanted me to go out and assist him in certain things. And in 2006, my life changed. I started. I woke up one night and I got a strong electrical shock in the center of my chest. From that, I started uh, to have problems with my heart. I started having arrhythmias, irregular rhythms. Went in and uh, to the hospital. The doctors determined that I was getting electrical shock through the, my chest. Then I went in and had an operation, an oblation. And all this just keeps going on. From then, it went to my lungs. Then from there, it went to my kidneys. From there, it went to my bladder. From there, it went to my colon. And it keeps going on and on and on. Medically, I've been looked at and reviewed over and over and over again. My brother, he's a doctor. My sister, she's a nurse. My nephew's a nurse. And I've, I've got people that have talked to me about medical situations and medical views. And I know exactly what's occurring is wrong, and I feel like I'm a test subject. And I've uh, responded to the government, and the government responded back to me. But I have not seen no action. I've given y'all a report, and y'all can look at the letters that I've sent in.
3: Gerald Schatz? Gerald Schatz. Thank you. My name is Gerald Schatz, and I'm a lawyer and retired uh, professor, of uh, assistant professor of uh, ethics and law at Michigan State University. I want to address two things very quickly. One is the theme of vulnerability and its recognition. We have gone from an era of very reflective and I think very decent uh, recognition of the moral obligations of researchers to an era of discussion of regulatory burden. I think that's unseemly. The second point is that there is law out there. The bioethics community has been oblivious to it, but there is international law. There is the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, the United States ratified in 1992, and it makes informed consent an absolute requirement, no exceptions, not even in emergencies, subject to those normal legal fictions of consenting for the incapacitated patient to medical care and so forth. Uh, Additionally, the Geneva Conventions and additional protocols to the Geneva Conventions make uh, research very, very difficult uh, or prohibited altogether for those individuals who are caught up in war and armed conflicts. Michigan State University faculty responded to the OHARP request to comment uh, in 2005 on equivalent protections i will be pleased to provide that comment and those citations and some additional materials to the commission
9: thank you thank you sina ryan
5: thank you very much my name is sina ryan i am iranian american living here Dr. John Hall. I'm the, a medical doctor from Texas. Uh,
0: okay, I want to stop there because the next video is important because it's about, or the next testimony is important because it's about Dr. John Hall. Dr. John Hall is right here from where I'm from, San Antonio. Okay, and I have tried to bring this to senators, to congressmen, to the FBI, to the local police department, uh, you know, to everyone in, in my chain of command, even the city mayor, you know. Uh, Dr. John Hall has written several books called The New Breed of Satellite Terrorism in America. Uh, The Guinea Pig are all published on Amazon. You can grab a hold of that book uh, through Amazon. Uh, He is a San Antonio native, where I'm from. And he will speak here in just a minute uh, in front of Dr. Amy Gutman. And uh, you can find that transcript. If you go on to uh, Presidential Commission for the Study of Bioethics Issue and uh, look up the transcript, Meeting four, session 10, public comment dated March 1st, 2011. The location was in Washington, D.C. Download the transcript. Okay, meeting four, the PDF file. You can download the transcript uh, on your computer and, uh, and save that for your complaint. You know, um, it is important that you realize what is going on. It's for your benefit. Uh, if you don't understand... Look it up because you can be wrongfully diagnosed, killed, or you can be deprived or your organs of your organs. So here's John Hall's testimony. Here we go. I'm gonna let you hear that the, the uh, presentation he's gonna give here in just a minute.
5: Auto loopholes to inform consent.
0: I have no medical insurance. Auto loophole. I'm only asking them to stop this painful torture and leave me alone. Here goes Doctor John Hall. Go back to my life. Thank you. Here's Dr. John Hall, Thank he's next. Here we go. Dr. John Hall. My name
5: is Dr. John Hall. I'm a, a medical doctor from Texas. Um, as I understand the memorandum from the president, it's for you to determine if current legislation is adequate in uh, protecting individuals and if there's any ongoing experimentation. In uh, reviewing the common rule. Uh, it's very obvious that there's a lot of loopholes to inform consent. All of the horrific experiments you've mentioned uh, Willowbrook, MK Ultra, radiation experiments mostly were done without informed consent. Uh, they were funded by the DOD and intelligence agencies where I'm not even so sure you would know if there's an IRB much less if an IRB is looking at informed consent. Um, as a physician, um, relative to some of what you're hearing today, um, in the community, we are seeing an alarming rate of complaints of use of electromagnetic weapons. Uh, microwave auditory effects, silent sound spectrum, EEG cloning, which has taken the lab out of the laboratory and into the home. Most of these from the research that we reviewed can be done remotely. Uh, It seems to be more weapons research than medical research. Um, I personally corresponded with upwards of 1,500 victims all complaining of identical complaints from every state in the nation um, of being exposed to electromagnetic radiation, uh, non-ionizing radiation for the use of cognitive control or behavior control um i've submitted a uh, paper to you and there's a another paper submitted to each member from another position in kansas city um alluding to the same thing
8: thank you
6: Mr. hall
0: okay so uh, uh mr uh, there you are there you have it uh that was a testimony of dr john hall you know uh <laughs> I can't explain it to you any further than that folks. Um, let me read the meetings the meeting the the meeting uh the, the transcript here that was read uh from uh dr. John Hall. Let me see if I can go back to his minutes yeah let's let's, let's look at let's look what he says here he says uh yeah, on the meetings here he said uh, uh this is uh this is dr hall my name is dr john Hall I'm a medical doctor from Texas. As I understand the memorandum from the president, it is for you to determine if current legislation is adequate in protecting individuals and if there is any ongoing experimentation. In reviewing the common rule, it is very obvious that there is a lot of loopholes in in informed consent. All of the uh, horrific experiments you have mentioned, the Willowbrook, MKUltra radiation experiments, mostly were done without informed consent. Without informed consent. I stress that. It was mostly, mostly were done without informed consent. They were funded by the DOD, intelligence agencies, where I am not even so sure you would know if there is an IRB, much less if an IRB is looking at an informed consent. As a physician, relative to some of what you are hearing today, in the community we are seeing an alarming rate of complaints of use of electromagnetic weapons microwave auditory effects silent sound spectrum eeg cloning which has taken the lab out of the laboratory and into the home most of these from the research that we have reviewed can be done remotely it seems to be more weapons research than medical research i personally correspond with up with upwards of 1500 victims all complaining of identical pl- complaints from every state and the nation of being exposed to electromagnetic radiation, non ionizing radiation, for the use of cognitive control or behavior. I submitted a paper to you, and there is another paper submitted to each member of another physician in Kansas City alluding the same thing. Thank you, Dr. Gutman. There you have it. Go online. Go to the uh, Presidential Commission for the study of of ethics issue, transcript, meeting four, session 10, public comment dated March 1st, 2011, location, Washington, D.C., download the transcript. Who was in office? President Barack Obama. Now, from 2001, from Dennis Kacenich to this present time, we have to ask ourselves, why didn't President Barack Obama write policy? Why didn't he just pass a bill to protect himself? To protect the American people, why didn't he do that? You know, um, you're a lawyer. You went to law school. You're a president now. Why won't you pass a policy or even submit to congressmen and senators that hey, man, I got enough complaints here. Let's go ahead and and, and uh, you know at least write a letter from the president addressing the congressmen, and senators. Hey, pass this bill. And if they don't pass the bill, then the the, uh, the problems in the Congress and the Senate body. If they pass the bill, Americans are saved. But at least do something to try to protect Americans. When you don't do nothing, it's when Americans hate you and you don't get voted in again. Do you see what I mean, folks? Uh, Dr. John Hall is another expert, but I want you to hear his testimony because he has a lot to say, folks. And uh, I'm going to let you hear the testimony of Dr. John Hall. And uh, he's got a lot of information. We mentioned Dr. Michael Hoffer. Uh, he, is the one treating, he is the one treating patients right now. But Dr. John Hall should be the one that's actually treating patients, folks. Let's face it. I mean, uh, it's going on and everybody needs to be informed. We need to be watching the psychiatrists who are billing for this illegally, who are calling people insane, who are wrongfully diagnosing people. You don't wrongfully diagnose people, folks. You can't do that. You know, that's that's fraud. To call people insane or, or wrongfully diagnose them as insane so they can go and collect benefits for losing their job. You know, go collect benefits from the government is fraud. I don't care how you look at that. It is fraud, folks. Uh, Dr. John Hall is a heroic individual. Uh, he's got another video I want you to hear. It's probably about, uh, 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 it's about 17 Bob. minutes long, uh, 17 minutes long, but I want you to hear. He was, he was, uh, he, was uh, he made this video in, in his office. Uh, uh, here Dr. we go. John I'm a medical doctor
5: in San Antonio, Texas, author of The New Breed, Satellite Terrorism in America. The book is about my experience with a female target in San Antonio, Texas, that was the victim of uh, what we think is a satellite-based tracking uh, and harassment system um, based on directed energy weaponry and electromagnetic weaponry used by the government. My uh, impetus for writing the book was to expose the fact that this technology is being used nationwide and globally um, in an apparent experimental fashion. Uh, to harass certain people. This started uh, about 2006, uh, was ongoing with the female victim that I wrote about uh, until her name was changed and she was moved out of the city where she was being targeted. The perpetrators of the targeting uh, were a private investigative group owned and operated by a former FBI agent who hired nothing but his relatives to work for him. Uh, We spent a lot of time doing counter-surveillance on this group, to make sure that we had the correct identities. Um, Once um, their identities were turned into the police, uh, they then began to target me with some stalking uh, and break-ins into my home. Um, They did victimize me with some stalking and some home break-ins. As of lately, uh, they have uh, fairly left me alone, I think due to the publicity I've gotten from the book uh, and the screenplay that's been written on the book. The group perpetrating the attacks in San Antonio and in uh, in other Texas cities has been identified by myself and others independently of me and, and is a, a former FBI agent running a private investigative group. I've never directly approached them but we did spend um, quite a bit of money counter surveilling them, running their plate numbers and making sure that we have. The private investigative group is accessing a government form of tracking technology and electromagnetic weaponry that allows them to remotely track uh, a person uh, apparently via um, electromagnetic impulses picked up from their brain as well as um, basically torture them with electromagnetic weaponry that can cause uh, increase in heart rate, muscle twitches, heartburn, severe headache, blurred vision, uh, and attacks on the central nervous system. This is actually being reported by approximately 300,000 other people nationwide and appears to be uh, experimental
9: in nature. The people doing the targeting, do you think it's basically overseen by one group or a lot of different groups?
5: The perpetrator groups doing this type of targeting um, have to be given access to this technology. This isn't technology that uh, anyone can get online and find access to. Uh, at the very top, there are appropriate agencies collecting the data. Uh, however, at the community level in each major city there are perpetrator groups that are pretty much allowed carte blanche to use this technology however they see fit. Some are attacking certain groups um, based on sexual orientation, gender, or race. Um, some are using it for corporate espionage Um, but in the grand scheme of things as the data comes back to appropriate agencies the mix does appear random Um, but as I said there are like a group in Palm Springs uh, that's mostly gay men being targeted the group in San Antonio mostly uses this for um, harassment for sexual assault purposes Um, but even though each city may have a group using it for specific reasons. uh, In the grand scheme of things, if you look globally, it's a random sample. While I've only um, a couple of times actually tried to measure for radiation, I know uh, several targets have actually uh, measured for ionizing radiation or X-ray type of radiation uh, and have found uh, there to be ionizing radiation in their homes. Uh, I never had that experience with myself or the victim I wrote about in my book, um, but I uh, have read and had reports uh, from victims uh, like Jesus Mendoza, who's mentioned in the appendix of my book, who did measure uh, increased radiation levels in his home secondary to targeting. The perpetrator group in the San Antonio area uh, seems to specialize uh, in tracking and targeting single women for uh, sexual assault. In the uh, case of a girl in San Antonio that um, was written about, she was uh, having either Rohypnol or GHB, both date rape drugs, uh, placed into her bottled water and other food sources in her home. Um, She was being uh, drugged with these date rape drugs and sexually assaulted while on them. These drugs are well known to uh, completely inhibited. These are being called the new billion dollar uh, solar panels. Un- she was having nightmares of being raped when in reality she was truly being sexually assaulted. This is a common finding among female targets nationwide and globally. Uh, most of the groups that have access to this technology, um, while they may be using it in other means, seem to be using it for sexual assault uh, ah.
0: Okay, folks, uh, and that's going to be it. Uh, you can definitely go back and uh, look at John Hall's information, uh, but the question here is that why didn't President Barack Obama write policy, write legislation when he had the evidence given to him by Dr. Amy Gutman? That's like saying, you know what? Uh, I'm, it's like it's like it's negligence. It's negligence when you hire a doctor and say, well, doctor, gets this information. And relay it back to me and see what you find. And then you don't write policy or you, you don't treat a patient or you don't help a client, then it's, it's malpractice, you know. And a lot of lawyers lose that job because of that. If you're a lawyer and somebody brought a complaint, you took the case, you hired a doctor, you took the case, and and you, you wanted to stop the crimes and, and you wanted to protect Americans from being injured, and you don't do that, that's kind of like malpractice in a sense. You would lose your job as a law as a lawyer. And and I think that President Barack Obama has to answer these questions. Why didn't he write policy, you know, to at least protect the American people? You know, people are dying, you know. So those are questions that need to be asked uh, as a Joe Biden. Joe Biden was his running mate. Uh, He probably had the information before President Barack Obama did. Why didn't uh, uh, Joe Biden say, hey, you know, let's write some policy? Those are questions you have to ask Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden wants to be president. Hey, well, why didn't you stop this crime a long time ago? Why does it continue on in American people? You know, you go and you hire a doctor to take complaints, to take the case, and then you just drop the case, you know, with, with malice and with negligence and malice when people are dying? Come on, you would lose, you would be disbarred as a lawyer. You wouldn't have a license anymore as a lawyer. You'd be disbarred, Joe So big questions that have to be answered. Hopefully you asked them to the people out in the campaign trail and find out what's going on. Thank you.